Hey guys, today on this episode of Dirty Tennis, Clean Living, the podcast, we're going to be talking about pickleball versus tennis, everything you wanted to know, getting turned on at the ball machine. I'm looking at you, Ashley. Clean water, fur underwear, can it get any better? Things to think about when selecting fish for dinner. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. Remember, nothing you hear on the Dirty Tennis podcast is intended as medical or expert advice. Not for your kitchen. Not for your body. And not for your bedroom. We are here for entertainment purposes only. We are not medical doctors and nothing said on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Please consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet and lifestyle. That being said, let's get on with the show. <laughs> is that how we start the show? <laughs> A one, two, three. <laughs> That's perfect. Welcome that to Dirty so Tennis, funny. Clean Living, the podcast, where we talk a little dirty, we eat a little healthy, we laugh, and we learn together. It's pretty fun. I'm Ashley. I'm Dina. I'm Jules. Welcome to the show. Today on the show, we have in the house, Margo Way. Yay, Margo. Hello. I should say Margul. Margul <laughs> Way from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So Marco is here with us today. She is a fabulous tennis player, but she's also a fabulous pickleball player, which is yes. why we really why we wanted to have her on the show today to kind of help us understand the differences between these two games, why we play one over the other, and just kind of all of that. We're going to just unpack it on this show. Love it. Perfect. And to find out if they can peacefully coexist. Can you be a tennis pickler? Would that be called a tickler? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're a She's You're still looking for that husband. <laughs> Hashtag tickler. I'm a tickler. Hashtag available. <laughs> Just kidding. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> just, just let us just let us have it, Marco. Now, is there a lot of romance in the pickleball leagues? Ooh. You get all ages. Are we seeing a lot of May, December, older woman, younger man romances? Just, just asking for a friend. Yeah. Who would that be? <laughs> I can't say I've witnessed that. No. One thing I'll say, too, uh, with pickleball versus tennis. In pickleball, I will play with three men who are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is league, so you don't really choose. You, you work your way up in the courts. That wouldn't happen with me in tennis. Oh, right. interesting. You so know, it's mixing I'm, the generations. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I love that. It's such a, a wild mix of people. Whereas in tennis, you're usually choosing who you play with uh-huh. and you play with that group often. I mean, here it's a little bit different. It's still the same age right. range. Right. Mm-hmm. By and large. Yeah. So that part I have found to be really interesting. Well, that goes back to my question about May-December romances. Ooh. Where the woman is the December. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are any of them are looking at me like that. You never know. <laughs> and I feel like actually when I'm playing with them, it's like playing with their mother. Right. But, but where <laughs> else do you, children. What, other, what other areas of life are there where you really can absolutely mix it up? Maybe square dancing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's so much of that going on. <laughs> it's the polka for Marco. Yeah. The polka. I want to learn the polka. One, two, I'll three, teach you when we're one, done. One, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> it's, no, it's a one, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> get it right <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even sure what the polka is i'm gonna be honest it's like well, first of all it's not the polka so. oh. <laughs> oh oops Ooh, bingo uh, no we'll That's have a little funny. lesson after okay we will yeah. not be posting footage of that on <laughs> at dirty tennis podcast who came up with the expression buzz buzz kill is Co- buzz just meaning know. can't know you can't know that can't know how that. about a buzz saw well, how about, what how is about a buzz it makes saw the, do? It, what do you call that? Onomatopoeia? <laughs> 
I'm a I don't actually have to pee at this one. What? Onomatopoeia. Isn't onomatopoeia when a word sounds like the crash here? Oh. Boom. Yeah. Only yeah, you yeah. would know that, Jules. Yeah. We've had kids in school recently. You guys all learned that <laughs> yes, in grade did. school. I know you did. I'm not If sure. you say so. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're they just told me I had to learn it. They didn't tell me I had to retain it. Retain it. <laughs> I just had to absorb it, regurgitate, it's, and, gra- it's and graduate. It's in the files somewhere. <gasps> That's a slogan. Absorb it. Wait. Regurgitate it. Graduate it. <laughs> No. That's pretty deep, Ash. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Let me have more coffee and see what I know. Happens. I might need a little more coffee <laughs> to absorb that. Regurgitate it. Jules, thoughts? I was just thinking about all the other words I like. Onomatopoeia, oxymoron. I like to call things oxymoronic, like European, I do like that word. European luxury. <laughs> <You know. laughs> now, you have a lot of experience in Europe. You've lived in Europe. Why is that an oxymoron? It's an right? oxymoron just going on vacation with my husband, who's almost 6'5", and you go to these places, like a hotel in London or something, and he's ducking Oh yeah, down to my level. Or in France, they just have showers with no shower curtain, and you're wondering where's the spray (laughs) going? Like everything's tiled, though, right? It's all tiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shower room. (laughs) Oh, I like that perspective. That's what it's called—a shower room. The the showers are uniquely odd in Europe. I will say, walking the Camino, walking across Spain, uh, which was a once in a lifetime journey. I hope everyone takes advantage if they have an opportunity, even to do a week. But you go through your walking literally step by step across an entire nation and uh, there were places where the bathroom as such was a room with a hole in the floor oh yeah not kidding we call those the foot stomps oh oh i had never encountered a foot stomp before and i wasn't sure um so we just kept walking over france too they do japan as well yeah Yeah. i think you have to have good knees (laughs) exactly (laughs) i I don't know as you age like how does anybody tolerate it uh, what I mean, I yeah. It's we were what, at it's a, what you're used to, I guess. Shanghai Disney and in, in the bathrooms that you could choose, you could do the hole in the floor, or you could have a regular toilet. You, so you could choose. They you, have like half and half. I guess some people prefer to squat it right on down there. Actually, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dina, we have to do a whole show about your Disney. You're a Disney baby. I am a Disney How many baby. Disney's you've been to? What you do at the Disney? It's not really tennis related. <laughs> I don't know. You know, actually, it's exercise related. And mm. there is an interesting article in the Washington Post that talks about how much exercise you're supposed to get during a week. Mm. And if you're playing pickleball as your primary form of exercise, <clears throat> you have to get 4.5 hours a week. Wow. So, you know, that it's is... that do, is actually. Feeding an addiction, Margot, isn't it? Margot's <laughs> got that covered. That would be Poss- possibly so. Margot Way, Minnesotan. Margot Way, Minnesota. designer, mm-hmm. mama, grandma, grandmama, nanny, ninja. ninja, tiny feet, tiny feet. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at her, like how do you have those little beautiful feet? Mine are like like ginormous clown shoes. You have tiny feet with that larger body. <laughs> That's funny. That's not the thing you want to be tiny, believe me. Uh, Well, (laughs) speaking from my size 11 Jack Rogers flip-flops, let me tell you, no. Better balance. Better balance. Sometimes I feel like I have peg legs. (laughs) (laughs) Like... What Look, am I supposed to balance on here? You <laughs> at the net, though, you you fly. See Margot on the tennis court, and I've had the supreme joy of playing tennis as Margot's partner, mm-hmm. even though she is legions above me. So watching, true. Watching Margot at the net, she flies through the air. Uh, you literally get 
airborne. That's why I say net ninja, because not only do you make the shot and poach all over the place, but you do it while airborne. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So, Mar- Margo, tell us what you loved about starting tennis, how you started, how you started pickleball, what keeps you coming back? What um, fabrics you wear. And what the, <laughs> well, in tennis, it is all about the outfit. It I is. will say that. So I played a little bit of tennis in high school. Mostly, I just learned how to play playing with my dad. And when I was five, we'd be out on the court and I'd say, Dad, hit it, hit your serve as hard as you can. Aww, and then cute. adults would walk by and they'd yell at him because he would, <laughs> he's like, she wants me to. Because that's just how I am. I want to challenge. When my second child was like a junior in high school, I thought, you know, I need something for myself. Activity outside of work. And so I started playing tennis again. You know, it's addicting. Like, I wanted to play all the time. Why is it addictive, do you think? This is something that we were going to ask you, actually, because... (laughs) The pleasure center of the brain is located in the tennis ball. addiction (laughs) to an activity because I have kind of fallen on that with pickleball now too and my husband my husband's <laughs> always, husband. always like oh you're playing again tonight <laughs> yeah are you okay with that yeah it's fine but and I'm always but but, but what <laughs> nothing it's fine but you wanted but. to take me out to a romantic dinner you wanted to yeah and I finally said okay why do you keep saying but and he said well I just don't want to think there's anything wrong with you mentally <laughs> <laughs> So, so I thought, well, is that a is thing? It a, so is it a thing? An well, addiction? You know, two things come up when I think about this. One is the connection piece that you mentioned that you like so much when you go out there and, hey, Margo, hey, Margo, yeah, yeah, how's social. it going? That you feel connected just because our culture right now is so disconnected. Yes. And yes. people are living inside their phones and mm-hmm. the texting is substituting or the social media. Listening to podcasts instead of oh, conversations. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but make an exception for this yes. podcast. Yes. It's all about balance. Exactly. And the other thing is, I think our society is programmed a little for competition. So I do think that's part of the fabric of our society, I'm which very doesn't always make for a strong connection. So again, it's a bit of an oxymoron. However, I do feel like we're drawn to those types of things. And the and the challenge is like a novelty, right? The, uh, the brain loves novelty. And every time you go out, you're having a different kind of game. We've talked about right. this in episode uh, one quite yeah. a bit mm. that you can go on the court same four players same court and today it's one way and tomorrow it goes another way yeah but along those lines the ball machine when I'm on the ball machine by myself I put it dead center <laughs> uh, the <laughs> fastest speed that I can tolerate and just whack that ball as hard as I can that is I am literally experiencing a bright explosion in my brain pleasure area like that is pure pleasure for me the sensation of hitting the ball that is very addictive well I I live for a smash. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You feel You're the pleasure center it. light up. Yeah. My God. I mean, it's sexual without sex. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> what? I'm going to agree you know, with that. Yes, it, it's there's, like, there's something there. It's, it's almost indecent. so good. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> satisfying, right? You've been working yeah. on it. You've very been practicing satisfying. your shot. Now you hit the shot in social tennis. Then the next week you hit it in a competitive match. And you're like, yes. <laughs> Each level, you know, you can get a little bit. No, I mean just the physical sensation of hitting the ball full force, full power. Yeah, repeatedly. I feel uh, it's which I can only do on the bomb machine. Therapeutic, yes, especially sexual after... therapy. Doctor Ruth would be so <laughs> proud. 
she'd be like, you need the ball machine, <laughs> right? So if you were on a desert island, you need all by balls yourself. in your face, right? If I were on a desert island, Do I would have sex. Did you just say Dr. Ruth? I it's the ball machine. I said Dr. Ruth. That's dating yes. herself a little bit. I know. What? So yes, on my desert island where I have the greatest hits of 1720 as my I soundtrack, it. I also have a ball machine and also possibly some other things to be discussed later. <laughs> Who so knows? you would go with the ball machine over an actual man? No. Okay. Oh, no. Jules, how about you? Who's going to catch the fish? Uh, it's oh. not going to be me. The ball machine oh. can't catch a fish. Is this a desert, desert island question? Well, it's a, which sex is better, the ball machine sex or sex? <laughs> we can edit this out later. <laughs> Well, it's look. I'm it's not very having sexual. ball machine sex. It's, well, Ashley is. It's very, it's very pleasurable. I, I'm telling you that. You get tingly reverberation. Get the big O. That moment. Well, I mean, in my brain, right, you're you're moving your chi around, right? You're moving your. Arm. Well, I'm moving something around, honey. It's, I will tell you, it's that that Boom. moment of. When the ball hits the strings of my racket that very instant, yeah, it, I cannot describe it. And that doesn't really happen on the court, probably because I'm so worried about where am I supposed to stand? How do I hold my racket? Why is she smiling? What am I supposed to do next? <laughs> Why is she smiling? <laughs> Look, I got in trouble the other day. It's team tennis. And, you know, I'm going to come clean. My teammates are going to hear this. And it is true. Um, I, I got called to the carpet a little bit twice because I'm very social and we're playing teams where we tend to know some or all of the players from other clubs. So the first match and we're all out there and we're warmed up and then I see my friends and I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Right. We're about to play each other in say five minutes. I, I got in a little trouble and it was explained to me that, you know, that's wonderful that these are your friends, but this is match play. And, you know, we just kind of keep everything separate. We don't say things like good luck, which <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I can't. That's too much for me to not. How am I? I, yeah, I wouldn't take that advice. Ashley, you don't have to take that advice. Apparently, I was told and, and my coach said, look, if you're my, my partner had to leave the court for a moment, her hat broke. She had to get another hat. The other team was very patient and lovely. But my my coach said, look, if you're partner leaves the court doesn't matter what they're doing you go with them now this is a higher level team than i played on last year as baby shark so there are rules and people mm -hmm. are more intense right i'm just out there to have a good time i would like to win but it isn't defining for me and i don't consider beating we were talking about this before beating someone on the point i'm trying to see how how far i've evolved it isn't about can I take them down. Mm, it is not for me. not yet. <laughs> well, that's because you're so high level. No, I'm not. It's just Margot. You need to stop saying that. But <laughs> I'm not. But I am so competitive, and I know what the coach is saying to you. He's saying, Ashley, this is a psychological thing. That's what he was you, saying. You need to be in the zone, and you need to. It, it brings your team together. So they, they were my so teammates were like, upset with me, and like I'm over like <gasps> chit chatting and being friendly, and they're all like, No, no, we're in the zone. Right. Here. That was how they felt, Margot. I, I do think it, it was, depends on the person, though, because they might need that for their mental right. toughness, but even if coach, Ashley doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't be, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pacifist. I can't be rude. <laughs> I, I want to talk to everybody. I don't care. I would be like, how's your day? What are you doing? I don't know I that know. they... Your shirt looks nice. You I know what? Either. I don't right? know that he could change you, but I, I think that's the mentality. I'm just going to have to stay away from the... I'll have to be like on the end court. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that there's no avoid the tw- the tennis porch, right? Do you have nerves when you play competitive tennis now? You started. Um, oh, that's a good I was question. nervous be this this time because this is I wasn't as a baby shark because nobody knows anything. But this time it's a little more serious. These are people. There are women on this team who have played for their entire lives, and there are some stunningly talented players. So I got a little nervous before this match. Once I got on the court, my partner was so calm, kind of like you, Margot. Oh, super I was calm. Super nervous. <laughs> so Very, how does that how does that impact you on the court? And are there any routines? I worry I would that... disappoint somebody, my partner. I don't. If I make a mistake or I fail, I'm fine with that because I'm going to take the knowledge and move mm-hmm. forward. But my partner has to live with my choices too. And she was very gracious. I made some ridiculous baby shark plays. And she just said, you know, next time move a little closer to the center or let it bounce or, you yeah. know, just a little piece of advice with a smile softly and gently. And we just kept moving. Um, and she kept trying to tell me which player. Now focus on that one. She's not returning balls very well. You mm-hmm. want to aim in that direction. Nice. Right. And I'm thinking if I could aim the ball, I would <laughs> aim it in that direction. <laughs> Understand. I have and learn to aim yet. I can hit it and get it over. How about how about you, Margo? Um, I would say I'm definitely not ever gonna get angry with my partner if they're not doing well. It how is about the nerves. Very, very nervous. And that's that surprises me. Actually makes me angry because like I've been in some pickleball tournaments and so it's still kind of new to me. And I don't play like I can. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. Oh, you psych yourself out. Yeah. How long does it take to settle in? That's interesting. Uh, I don't know that I ever really do. It takes a few matches before I start trying to forget about it. But when I get nervous like that, my body will not do what my mind wants it to yes. do. And mm-hmm. I get really familiar st- with that. stiff, mm-hmm. and I just am not hitting the ball like I can. And yeah. so it's it's frustrating. I've experienced that, too. Yeah, I've been, yeah. Sure. And the pros experience this, oh, yeah. right? I think um, some of it is healthy, but I I don't know. Dina and I have, have watched Jules play, and we yeah, comment the, on just how relaxed you are on the court. You're so chill. I mean, you're very chill you're anyway, chill. but you're just like, all right, I'm going to hit the crap out of this ball. Then it's going to land <laughs> on the other be side. Cool. I don't want to move over here. Everything is just my very... My brains are going to bounce. My brain, yeah, your brains are always so cute. <laughs> I'm just going to move. Yeah, just, just like that. That's how she plays you're tennis, not, but You're not on the inside of my head when you're... Nobody, you're tell, nobody would believe you anyway. Yeah, I don't believe you. But I think at the beginning of competitive play, and you don't know who you're playing, until you start to get a rhythm, yeah. and in doubles, it can be challenging to get a rhythm, right? It's not yeah, like it's in true. singles where you're yeah. hitting every ball. And you're getting used to someone else's play, yeah. and then say the first game, or like yesterday... We lost the first five games. Wow. Okay. That's how long. At your level, which is the top team. Us to get into the groove. Then we won two games. We lost the set. And then we won the second set. So it's interesting. It can take a whole set. Oh, right. it can. Right. For sure. <laughs> it, and with pickleball, you don't have as, you don't get to play as long. Oh. How long so is pickleball? You you play the best of three games. Oh. Okay. And it's to 11. And with tennis, obviously, it's a big difference. With yeah. You playing mm-hmm. six games and just but one the set. But the scoring in pickleball, somebody was drinking when they came up with that. <laughs> I mean, I will I say like, that what? took me a long time to it understand. Is. It's actually a lot easier if somebody actually explains why when somebody first told me, okay, it's one, one, one. And I'm, I'm like, what, what's the one? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and now, no, no, it's one, one, two. What's the two? What? Right. Why? No I, idea. Right. It, it's just, okay. But, you're the first server or you're the second server. Mm-hmm. That's not that hard. I don't, nobody explains it that way. I feel like whoever created the pickleball scoring system never played and never intended to. Yeah, they just wanted know. to get you know, out there. It was, and... it was created oh, somewhere out East and this family started playing it in their 
their driveway and oh. they invented it. And so they were drinking in their driveway. <laughs> Maybe. So wow. a couple episodes ago, we were talking about this with Dina, who had a match, was invited to a match with very high level players. And it was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Dina, what decision when we last left off, you were like, maybe I'm going to play it. It was only two days notice. Oh, give us the update. Oh, Yeah. What happened? Well, Jules made me say yes. Made you? Yeah, she oh, you read did. my text message. You are a sovereign citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily that influenced. so funny. So she read my text message. She approved. So we hit send together. 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 That's together. how we like to After do things podcast. like dirty tennis. After the podcast. And I, I did show up and it was a great experience. And Jules, Yay. you were right. Yay. It was great. I had a lot of nerves and it took me probably the first four games I don't know if we even got a point the first four games because that was so fast. Yep. The tempo was a whole different thing than anything mm. I've been playing Isn't that with. wonderful? It was great, yeah. yeah. That's how I and felt a- playing you yesterday. <laughs> oh, ditto. Super annoying. There was yeah. also a crowd because these oh, people somebody have- was watching you? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Somebody like oh, 15, poor Dina. Pe- 15 people. They came wow. and sat in the chairs on the court. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, they're used to it because they kind of have a groupie yeah, following, that's a you know, that nerve wracking because they're just they're amazing, amazing players. I mean, I was I was not at their level, but it was good. And I definitely learned a lot, figured out I need to come to the net more. I've got to be more aggressive. Ah, you can't get serve. better if you don't play right. with better people. Right. So it that's was, what it I was told great. Ashley a lot last year. Yeah. You're it, in the wrong group, lady. Well, <laughs> I like social tennis, though. I mean, it does. Yes, but you're going to hurt somebody. <laughs> I've been, I have Probably been kicked out more of hands. Groups. That forehand. I yeah. mean, the, some of these, some of these ladies are good players, oh. but that ball coming at. I mean, I I've worry. struggled with that. With it's your, like a men's right. forehand. She hits it's, harder than most. It's men. coming so hard, and I'm at the baseline, going, oh, "Holy <laughs> crap!" I know. Back up. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? I'm not in position, and and I try not to. I mean, after a while, you learn. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get ready for this. I try not to hit it at anyone, but as no, previously mentioned, no. I'm still learning aim. And the last point of the match we played on Friday <gasps> this past week, we were winning. We won. Six Six four six four. It was a final point game set match, and I hit it trying for aiming for the alley. I hit it right, full power, full on forehand, right at my cross court opponent, and it bounced her face. She got her racket up. Praise Jesus, she got her racket up. <laughs> but I don't know if she thought it was intentional, which I assure you it was not. But it is. It is a concern. Even if, even if it was Ashley, that it makes me. I don't. I have a hard time you with that. Can't do in tennis. And actually, I one time hit a really great backhand and against somebody I was used to playing with it and it hit her right in the throat. Oh. And I thought I had killed her. Oh, I was like, Margo. It was terrible. I was terrible. And oh. and she didn't get mad at me because that's, she, that's wow, part of the she game. Was... But, and I wasn't trying to hit her. She knew that, but what a good, this brings up an important um, aspect, which is sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. If you're on mm-hmm. the court, you're accepting what happens. You're saying, I'm in, I- I'm hoping for the best, but I might get smacked in the neck. Uh, well, honestly, or different... when we have played before and, and yep. um, somebody has gotten frustrated because we're hitting the ball too hard, let's say. Right. I honestly don't know that I cannot do that because that's how exactly. I play. Right. So if I'm playing somebody, okay, hit it softer. I'll probably hit it into the net. Right. Right. And That's you their start goal. getting tight. Yeah. And you hit off your back foot. And yeah. Jules told things. me I play tight. <laughs> <laughs> when we were on the court together, she's like, you're really tight. 
<laughs> I think that was a compliment. I don't know. I don't think so. I was I was nervous. You play with, but that oh, match, you Margo. Were nervous, yeah. That match, Margo's referencing that um, we played it together, and Margo's just really a net ninja. It's really she fun is. to watch her play. And for me, I hit a full power forehand, and it knocked the racket out of the hand of the girl <laughs> with the net, <laughs> my cross court opponent. And she was like, um, she yeah, was done. You really kind of you probably hit it a little too hard. It's hilarious. And the poor sportsmanship on the court can affect your game for sure. For sure. And the irony was, I think it really, it definitely fired Margot up. And uh, I was maybe yeah. a little more fired up than my less fiery self. But it's, well, it's challenging. I have to say that I adjust the speed of my ball if I'm playing people who don't play as well. I'm not going to hit it at them. I mean, I can kind of tell if they're No, reflexes. I notice when you play with me, you do that. <laughs> really? No, I mean that. I mean that as a compliment in an, in an appreciative way. I'm still getting used to the pace of being on the court with you and Dina. It's a whole different experience. How different is the... The, the diet, like the food staples in Minnesota versus Florida. Is it a very I'm different culture food-wise? guessing there's a lot less fresh fruits and vegetables. Right. I save for in the summer. And fish. Yeah. For your lakes. Yeah. I would not eat a fish out of my lake <laughs> <laughs> because it tastes like the lake to me. Oh. And there's a lot of farm fields and that oh, kind of thing and yeah. runoff. Jules, what do you think about fish? What What are your recommendations on that, on how to pick one? I eat salmon a lot. You know, the fresher the fish, the better. And, you know, I'm always thinking about the heavy metals, right? So any deep swimming fish, tuna, and another swordfish. I love swordfish. It's delicious, but it does contain a lot of mercury. Mm, okay. You know, if you're not able to process that out, that can get stored in the bones and the brain. And what does it places. do? What does mercury you hear like, be careful with mercury, but why? What does it do? Well, it just impairs your cellular function if you are storing these heavy metals in is your body. Is there a way to test for that? There is oh, a way to test for that. that's a good question. Yeah, there, is, there are a couple ways to test for it. I'd be How curious. do you get it out? Mm-hmm. Uh, different chelation type of therapies. Depends what your levels are. Gonna I don't even know. How do you spell that? <laughs> I it was just in spell check, please. Something. So just think about like how a magnet works. Mm-hmm. So each metal has a certain valence to it. And you try to pick something that absorbs or that matches that. Oh, that, that attracts and pulls right? it out. And you want to do it well because you don't want it to kind of pick it up and then drop, drop it, it somewhere in your body. So you really wow. do want to work with someone who knows what they're doing and know like there's, you know, people like charcoals are really trendy thing right now. Like mm. they even sell charcoal in the yeah. bar like, hey, you can drink and then take some charcoal. And oh, well, well, what do you what's your feeling about bottled water? Mm. Well, is it in plastic? Well, yeah, <laughs> I love Jewel. She's like, we need I know. 10 questions. For the holistic it, hottie. All right, here we go. Lightning round. Jules. Is the plastic leaching into the water or or is that only if it sits out in the sun and gets it, hot? I mean, drinking out of plastic on a regular basis is probably not a good idea. It's made of chemicals. Yeah. But how do you, I mean, how do we in the modern life avoid, there's no way. How do, I'm going to live in a field. I'm already single. I don't want to be <laughs> single and alone in a field, right? I don't understand. You, you They sell, you know, you've seen that thing I bring to Yeah, tennis, this right? cool I thing. I fill it up with my water yeah. that I have filtered at home so that I'm bringing my own quality water. Right. Right. right? It's just a little foresight. Ashley. Reverse I, osmosis. It's so RO it. is dead water. If you guys want to get in the water discussion. Oh, I would. So like, what is RO? Reverse osmosis. Oh. oh. So it's a process and they take everything out of the water. But then we talked about this in the first episode, hydration. Right. What do you need in your water? You need minerals. So right. you don't want to take everything out. So you can take everything out, but then if you have that system at home, you want to put some minerals back in. So if if the water that's coming out of your tap is RO'd, it's right. probably being RO'd because there's a lot of stuff 
definite they need oh, to deal that's with. Also yeah. a, ooh, um, yeah. I think Jupiter also has an RO system in there. That's a town in Florida. In their town. Yeah. Um, We're talking but, but then you the really planet. need to get minerals back into your body somehow. Either yeah. there you can get an RO system at home that remineralizes or you can be intentional about taking your your minerals as well. In like, supplements? Well, I was going to say, just like we said in the first episode, you can't get water into the cell without a charge, essentially. And the, okay. the minerals create that charge. They're like the spark plugs of the body. So you need to have that, what they call voltage, in the cell in order to have energy. Hmm. Now I'm getting into some really no, out there I mean, I'm <laughs> sitting here thinking Jules has this way of talking. I wonder if your husband's ever like, talk healthy to me, baby. <laughs> Give me the language, baby. Speak it. Because you're like, if you're intentional with your, you're such a holistic hottie, beautiful woman, all this knowledge. And I just, the way you even share the knowledge, sometimes these things seem so overwhelming that, you know, a doctor may say, wow, you've got levels of whatever going on. It seems like a, a really high, high mountain. I do feel it's interesting that you don't hear about that very much. You're mm-hmm. told to drink a lot of water. Right. Hydrate, right. hydrate, hydrate. And then I hear often, no, no, you, you don't have to just drink water to drink water. If you're not thirsty, don't drink water, you know. So it's always a little... Kind of mixed messaging. Yeah, a lot of that. I'm never sure. And then and then to hear you say, well, just because you're drinking water doesn't mean it's... Right. You're right. doing if your body good. You, if it's you going to. right through you and you're peeing clear, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you're hydrated. And if yeah. you're athletic, you're sweating, you're getting your four and a half hours of pickleball a week to please the American <laughs> Journal of... Oh, there's more than that. <laughs> medical people. I know, we're back. Back to addiction. Now, do you, we have a, a couple of lightning round questions. I wasn't joking earlier. Um, do you underwear or not underwear oh, under your tennis skirt? Oh, definitely underwear. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we're, the, you are in the majority here. Can't not. Uh, apparently, a, a surprising percentage of women do not underwear. I need yeah, that extra a layer. I don't understand. Why? But, well, uh, because... You that extra layer. underwear and then clothes okay. go on top of the underwear. Okay. I know we had this conversation. I we just did. disagree. I do too. Oh, correct. I I'm conditioned that way. Maybe perhaps if I hadn't been conditioned that way, right. but I am. So that's what you do. Well, it's cold where you're at. You need all those layers. <laughs> all the under- <laughs> got the long that's a perfect underwear, point. Yeah. Underwear. Nice point, Dina. Probably like made of fur. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on Dirty Tennis, Clean Living, the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dirty Tennis Podcast and on X, formerly Twitter, at Dirty Tennis Show. Subscribe, participate in polls, reach out to us on social media with your favorite Dirty Tennis topics. Your input matters. We want to hear from you. Until next time, keep your tennis dirty and your living clean. Well, maybe not too clean.